0: Welcome back, everybody.
1: Take three.
0: Yeah, you did it this time. Yep, <laughs> this is the third time. As some of these, I wish you guys could. We should start recording maybe some of these. They're embarrassing, uh, but it would well, be Because I think people are like,
1: oh, look, you took 15 minutes out of your day to do a quick little, you yeah, know, biblical like, answers no, this, for Bible this questions. Took like three hours. I've already been down here for over an hour. <laughs> this is our third take.
0: <laughs> All right. So,
1: biblical it, answers for Bible questions.
0: Thank you, Heidi. All right. We're. Doing another one of these, and I got. I, I have wanted to do this podcast for a long time, and it has to do with does God change his mind? I have a specific question that was sent in to me. Uh, That I'll go ahead and read here. Let me do
1: say, if you ever have a Bible question that you want to ask to be one of our biblical answers for Bible questions, please just send that in to us. apbiblechurch at gmail.com or on Facebook, Instagram, you know, however you can connect with us. Let us know, you know, here in the comments, if there's ever a question you have that you'd love to have answered, um, just ask it. We're always happy to take in requests and questions and things like that. So, um, wanted to encourage you guys to do that as well.
0: Yeah. As a matter of fact, this is one that I had, like I said, I had been wanting to do, and then somebody finally asked it Cause again. you briefly
1: touched on it I with did. the prayer march yeah. podcast we did. Um, so you've kind of touched on the topic, but to specifically sure. look
0: at this. And this, um, the, the question that I got directly is, was asking if we could talk about the times when God seemingly changes his mind and turns from wrath because of a godly advocate. So, seemingly, it would be that because of this godly advocate, this enabled God to change his mind, and that's, that, so that's what the, the issue itself boils down to, does God change his mind? That's the first answer that we have to, or I mean the first part of the answer that we have to figure out to, for us to be able to understand the whole thing. So, um, one thing for us to keep in mind is scripture is very, very clear on the fact that God does not change Malachi three, six says, I, the Lord do not change uh, James one 17, at the end of the verse, he says, the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. I think Numbers twenty-three, nineteen is probably the clearest that we have on it, with God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? So we have to keep all of that in mind, okay? He's unchanging and unchangeable he's also all wise okay so he cannot change his mind in the sense of like realizing a mistake or backtracking and trying to go forward you know onto a different topic so we have to keep these things in in the the forefront of our mind Okay. After we have those things in the forefront of our minds, we then have to answer those questions then, well then why does it literally say at the end of, and this is, goes to the specific question that I was asked by this person, um, one of the questions was basically why at the end then does it say, so the Lord changed his mind about the harm which he said he would do to his people. I mean, it, it also, and then another another one that uh, people also, um, that is, is confusing for a lot of people that was very, very understandable. But it's Genesis 6, 6. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on earth and grieved him to his heart. So we have the fact, we see regret. So it's like, well, did God change his mind and regret the fact that he made you know, man. Like
1: he made a mistake. Did like, he make a mistake? Dang it! I shouldn't have done that. That was a goof. I messed up.
0: Right. Is because when that, you read those verses, had, you're
1: like, oh man.
0: Yeah, you're like. <laughs> that sounds. But really then, bad. how do we reconcile that? How yeah. do we? How do we explain that? Because if he said, doesn't
1: do wrong and he doesn't screw up, how come he regretted his decision? It seemingly
0: is contradictory yes and it's what throws a lot of people off this is what throws unbelievers off this is one of these things where people unbelievers that read scripture and they they try to find things with it they go look god contradicts himself (laughs) what kind of god contradicts himself
1: like you can't say that the bible is true and perfect when these things don't make sense they don't even add up
0: sure and and you know also, and this is what I addressed in the prayer march too, was uh, Jonah with repenting of uh, the word actually repentance is, is in there. Uh, we see in Jonah 3.10 when he says, God repented of the evil that he said he would do to them, and he did not do it. So you see God repented, and what repented means there is the, the word repentance means to turn, have a change of mind. So that's when we, you know, that's one of those words that we think, well, God, wait, did God say that he was sorry? This doesn't make sense. No, he he the the idea there is that he turned and had a change of mind. But then that's what we're addressing here is, well, God cannot change his mind. How do we reconcile this contradict seeming con contradiction? Well, first in and, and foremost that we have to remember is what we read in Malachi, when he says, I do not change, in Malachi 3.6, um, and also Numbers 23.19 again, when God is not a man, okay, so God is not man. Right there, that shifts our understanding of everything. God is infinitely greater than we are. No man completely can understand an all-holy, all-knowing God. So, when we see things like this, we have to understand that any time that God says something like this, he's speaking in a way that we can relate to. So, it's not that God changes his mind. It's that the conditions around the, uh, the the situation change. God stays the same throughout that whole process. And this even goes back to... The question of, well, is it because of the advocate specifically that intercedes for this? Is this what changes God's mind? If there's a godly advocate that intercedes to God and says, the Lord, please relent of this disaster, as in the other example would be Abraham in Sodom. Uh but the, the specific example that this person was asking about was the Moses and the Israelites. But both of those, although God wants humility and faith is a part of our christian life it's a necessity part of our life and our relationship with god but faith itself does not change god's ultimate plan faith is just how we know how we come to know god how we live for him and how we share with him others but our faith does not change god's plan. God is a sovereign I mean this means all knowing can every little molecule in the uni- in anything that we understand in our little human brains is under his control but he still is outside of our understanding okay so when when we When we see these things and we say, okay, well, it was because of this. Well, no, God requires this, but it isn't because of this. It was because it was his good plan all along to do it, and he knew the way that it was going to plan out. So the example is, is, well, then we see in Hebrews 11.30 where it says... By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. Well, was it really faith that took down those walls? Was it because Joshua was marching around the, the, the city? Was it because of that that it fell? No. The, the answer is, is that it was God's good will to use Joshua... To knock down the walls of Jer- Jericho, he used a faithful man and a very, um, you know, uh, obedient man to accomplish his purpose and his, his plan, his, de- his design for, um, you know, th- this, this whole thing to play out. I, again, this is, it, it's a very, very hard topic for us to completely grasp. Right, because we see these things, and it looks like that, but then we we just have to understand that, no, this is just how God relates to us. He wants us to come to Him in humility. He wants us to turn from our sinful ways, and He wants us to, to do these things. And He said all along that... We, we have to make these distinctions. And um, God questions break these distinctions. God questions does a great job of breaking these down. So there are distinctions between conditional declarations of God and unconditional determinations of God. Right? In other words, when God said, I will destroy, and they're using the example that I was talking about earlier, I will destroy Nineveh in 40 days. He was speaking conditionally, conditionally upon the Assyrians' response. Okay, so we know this was because the Assyrians repented and God did not, in fact, mete out judgment. God did not change his mind. Rather, his message to Nineveh was a warning meant to provoke repentance, and his warning was successful. An an example of an unconditional declaration of God is the Lord's promise to David. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. Okay, that's 2 Samuel 7.16. There is no qualification expressed or implied in this declaration. No matter what David did or did not do, the word of the Lord would come to pass. God tells us of the cautionary nature of some of his declarations and the fact that he will act in accordance with our choices. If at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, and if that nation I warn repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that a nation or a kingdom is to be built up and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. Now, therefore, say to my people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says. Look, I am preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. It's Jeremiah eighteen verses seven through eleven. Note the conditional word if. If that nation I warned repents, like Assyria in Jonah chapter three, then I will relent. You see that if then. Conver- so it's not that
1: he was changing his mind. There was an there was an if, if then. reaction. Correct.
0: Yeah. Conversely, God may tell a nation that they will be blessed, but if it does evil in my sight, like Israel in Micah 1, then I will reconsider the good that I intended for it to do. It goes on to say, The bottom line is that God is entirely consistent. In his holiness, God was going to judge Nineveh. However, Nineveh repented and changed its ways. As a result, God in his holiness had mercy on Nineveh and spared them. This change of mind is entirely consistent with his character. His holiness did not waver at all. The fact that God changes his treatment of us in response to our choices has nothing to do with his character. In fact, because God does not change, he must treat the righteous differently from the unrighteous. If someone repents, God consistently forgives. If so- someone refuses to repent, God consistently judges. He is unchanging in his nature, his plan, and his being. He cannot one day be pleased with the contrite and the next day be angry with the contrite. That would show him to be mutable and untrustworthy. For God to tell Nineveh, I'm going to judge you, and then after they repent, refuse to judge them, may look like God changed his mind. In reality, God was simply staying true to his character. He loves mercy and forgives the penitent. Has God forgotten to be merciful? Psalm seventy-seven nine. The answer is no. At what time we were all enemies of God due to our sin, as we read in Romans eight seven, God warned us of the wages of sin, Romans six twenty-three, in order to cause us to repent. When we repented and trusted Christ for salvation, God changed His mind in quotation marks about us and we are no longer enemies but his beloved children, John 1.12. As it would be contrary to God's character to not punish us had we continued in sin, so it would be contrary to his character to punish us after we repent. Does our change of heart mean that God changes? No, if anything, our salvation points to the fact that God does not change because had he not saved us for the sake of Christ, he would have acted contrary to his character. So they, I love the way that they put it, those uh, two points there, but the the important part of that is, is that this, the, see, these things just make it seemingly like God changed his mind, or like a act of, Faith or even an advocate would be motivated by this.
1: Like if it wasn't for that person and their action, then God would have just, you know done this and everybody would have been doomed. And it was then that person that was the game changer. Right. So it's no longer that God is sovereign and all knowing and all in control and and whatever. It's that somebody had to step in. Right. Like the only time that that works is when we say Christ came in as our salvation. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we are all doomed without Christ. And it's not that he then has a change of mind about, you know, our outcome. It's that we are saved through Christ.
0: Sure. And it's how we, we relate to God. So when, you know, when, when God says that he changes his mind to us, it seems as if God changes his mind.
1: Well, I think a lot of this too is why we have such a great example with the relationships that God gives us in this life. Like you think of that parent-child relationship. Right. Like there are many things that if you were to ask my children, they would say, oh my gosh, mom totally changed her mind. I, you know, blah, blah. And they would give their, their reasons for how it was that I changed my mind. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't change my mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it right. might've looked that way, But when I said, if you do this, then this bad thing, you know, won't happen. And then you stepped in and said, okay, well, here, what if I offer this? Okay, I know. I I knew that's what you were going to do. Like, that was the lesson that I was trying to get you to learn and what I was already, like, working through with you. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, I know a lot more than you do as your parent. And so, like, I kind of knew what I was putting towards that. You know what I mean? Like, God knows our actions. He knows our thought. He knows what's going to happen. He knows the end of the movie, right? Like he knows the whole thing. So where we might think, oh my gosh, look how God totally backtracked and, you know, changed it around because of whatever. It's like, no, like, it was a lesson I think more so he was teaching you (laughs) like he knew what was going to happen and and it might look to us like he totally changed his mind and that might be how we would explain it right like we see in scripture he changed his mind but I think just like that deeper understanding and again the example like we see with our own kids like I I didn't actually change my mind like I understand it looks that way but um, there was a deeper lesson that was being had there does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and I I mean, to answer the question, too, about, I mean, you know, faith is an absolute, faith is a gift. Faith is something that, you know, that we are given in order to be able to, to, you know, um, you know, we look to the things that are, you know, well, let's take it to 2 Corinthians 4.18, right? As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, For the things that are seen are transit, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So we we cannot obviously see God in person at the moment, but we have faith. That faith comes from God to be able to relate to this unseen, eternal being. And he gives us a guarantee of faith. And I think that this this all just boils down to our small human minds trying to understand the complexity of how great the Lord is. I mean, it is something that is... Far beyond our con- comprehension, and he is nothing that's anywhere near as close to what we are as human. But at the same time, he is he is a human representative, and is completely relatable. So we can understand these ideas that okay, seemingly God changed his mind, or seemingly somebody helped move God's mind along to change. And sure, um, you know, I, I think that uh, there's even more examples of showing that um, faith can, can move God along and that it allows to affect the timing of certain things. Um, but again, you, the, the question has to be asked, well, Yes, but the Lord that knew that you would get to this point to begin with and that he had created this point, you know, for his glory to begin with. So we can say, well, yes, you know, you finally got to the action that needed, you know, God to move his arm. Like, well, you've like, but it wasn't the fact that you made God do anything. This was something that he had planned all along. It was that you finally got to the point yeah, I think where more you of were a, supposed to be. Yeah.
1: More of it is about us getting right, <laughs>
0: right. Right.
1: Like I think we normally look at this and we look at it from like our perspective uh, again. And I think that's where just that parent-child relationship comes in. Like the wisdom of the parent versus the child. Mm-hmm. And we look at it and it's like, well, look what God had to do. Or, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? We just look at it from that point of view. And, and more so it is. It's like. No, it's, it's not that you are going to do the dishes. It's that I want you to want to help and do the dishes. You know what I mean? Like it's more so about me working on you. You know, God is a (laughs) relatable
0: as a father. And that's why we even have, that's why the Trinity is so hard to understand. And that's why another one of these podcasts that I'm going to have to do pretty soon too. But that's another thing that why the Trinity is, is, is hard for us to comprehend is because it's, these things like we go father, son, spirit, like we think of these in a human way, right? We don't think of these things in, in, in God's way, but we, we, there's only these terms that are applied to these things in relation that, that for us identifies it, right? So we go, okay, well, God is a father and he thinks exactly like how I as an earthly father do. Well, no, no, that's how we can really. relate to <laughs> yeah. him. But no, that's not how, not how he thinks. Because he thinks far greater than any yeah. earthly. That's
1: just what being. allows us to, I think, kind of comprehend the the principle.
0: It does, hand. and I think that that under, I mean, I don't think I know that that understanding is. It shows the glory of God and shows the greatness of God that we have even that that bit of relationship sure. to. The creator of the author of life, the creator of all things, um, for us to even even have something that we can semi relate to is amazing because we're thinking of something that's unrelatable, something that's always existed, something that's eternal, and that's something that's far beyond our understanding. You know, we think of uh, the understanding of of what space is and these distances between stars and different things like this. We go, this is literally impossible for our brains to be able to understand and for it to be able to map out and to be able to visit, to be able to do all of these things.
1: You're really into space and all of that stuff. And it you'll get talking sometimes and it makes my brain just hurt. I'm like, honey, I honestly cannot comprehend anything you're saying. I, I
0: mean, but you know what the thing is? <laughs> like is it's is that just we, so we, I much. don't think that, but you know what's funny is science can't.
1: Yeah, nothing can. Nobody
0: can. Mm -hmm. Because you're explaining the unexplainable. Yeah. And there are certain physics and there are certain realities that we have the limited ability to be able to understand. But just when we think that we have everything mapped out and everything right it switches and some, we find something that goes completely against our understanding.
1: Yeah, because all science is, is our best guess at how God is facilitate, facilitating these things.
0: Correct. From our in, in understanding. The only, in the only history and science that we have is biblical history and science. And the creation history and that. But outside of, of how these things you know came about, outside of uh, you know our general human understanding... We can't fully comprehend, but this, this going back to this idea that God changes his mind or that, you know, somebody um, moves him along is, you know, the answer to that is yes and no. Uh, God was pleased and acted on the answer, but that answer was already something that he had planned to begin with.
1: It more so is just that you finally got right.
0: Correct. And so it, it he just has to do did what you. he
1: always knew he was going to do in the first place. Right. And like if I tell my kids they can have ice cream if they clean their room, finish their schoolwork and bathe the dog, right? Or whatever. Correct. Like and they're like, Correct. Oh my gosh, because a, of my actions I actually got ice cream. Offer. And if it was you do exactly. this,
0: I will give you this. Does this make me unjust if I do oh. not, you know, if I don't do any like I'm not just gonna give you ice cream for the heck of it. You know, like I, I I'm not just going to forgive you without repentance. But if you come to me, you know, if you do the conditional thing that I ask you to do, I'm continuing to act on my what my intention was but
1: you and maybe on... i
0: was going to give you ice cream all along yeah. maybe regardless yeah. of whether you're going to cream your room or not you do that sometimes too but you, like go, you... better go clean your room yeah and they don't otherwise finish. you know maybe you'll get ice cream well you were going to already go get my anyway but, you know it's like... not
1: like them sitting there eating yeah. the ice cream they're like oh my gosh i cannot believe that by my actions i you know what i mean that's yeah, putting they're us like, at the center oh my goodness,
0: again i cleaned my room yeah. so i i earned this you know, because, like, then, is, you follow, <laughs> because
1: then you could follow that path and be like, okay, every time I clean my room, do my schoolwork and wash the dog, I'm going to get an ice cream for dinner. And then you don't get it for dinner. And it's like, oh, how unjust yeah. you didn't <laughs> like, give me ice. You, ice you know it. what I mean? Like every time yeah, we, we do this, God ought to make everything perfect and give us everything we want. No, that's exactly. not how it and that's, works.
0: And that's why we can't, because that would say that there's, there's an advocate somewhere that could fix any problem in the world for us if we just asked or prayed hard enough. Yeah. And, and this is where it's, the, the, does that stop us from keeping faith and asking for these things and asking for God's good will to be done? No, I think we just prove the opposite by look at what faith accomplishes, you know. But it's, it's understanding our place in what faith accomplishes is the, the, the summarization of this question. So I hope this irons out some questions or some thoughts that people have had about this. Again, if, the, if you have any more, feel free to um, send them in and we'll do this. Uh, I know that there is a couple of different resources that we use, that, that I use for teaching a lot. Um, I know Got Questions is a good resource. There's Blue Letter Bible. Uh, they are an incredible resource as well. Uh, you can also use uh, ESV.org has a great free study Bible application. So there's a lot of really good resources that you can find for free. And we'd be gra- I'd be glad to be able to, um, you know, point you in those directions if you're interested. So please get a hold of us if you are. All right. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Bye, guys.